Today on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, we're going back to Ukraine and talking about like what's new, what's happening out there. We're also talking about a couple of things that we found out uh, may not have actually been true. Uh, a lot of hoaxes and a lot of misinformation coming from uh, that part of the world. We're also going to be talking about uh, America and uh, their crazy obsession with the things that really don't matter. And they haven't mattered for 100 years. Uh, we'll explain that. We're also going to talk about uh, you know, more info about the vaccines and some crazy new things that we're finding out. We continue to find out more things about the vaccines. It's crazy. Uh, finally, we're going to talk about Canada and a whole bunch of stories that are coming out from here, including uh, new revelations and new announcements that uh, you will, you're definitely want, going to want to hear about. Uh, so we'll talk about that. It's going to be a great discussion today about that and more on the Shrewd Dudes podcast. Okay. All right. Once again, once again another Tuesday New York news day. It's always newsy here. Always. Okay. Sure. <laughs> always I saw newsy. Stephen on Saturday and Sunday. And Sunday. Yeah, yeah. We had like two big days. Well, yeah. You just went absolutely off the wall for your birthday. <laughs> Yeah, I just did like a lot of like you know fun fun activities for my yep. birthday. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, uh -huh. like uh, the kids came over. Uh, uh, your your lovely son decided to become Darth Vader for uh, most of the weekend, which was wonderful. Yep. And uh, like he, he actually did a good job. <laughs> yeah. And then Stephen showed me his like incredible uh, stick handling skills on Sunday. <laughs> pretty good. That was pretty fun to watch. <laughs> it wasn't it so was. much. It wasn't so much my stick like. All of my all of my goals on Thursday. I mean on Saturday, Sunday, 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 Dang Sunday. It. Dang Man, it. you're Sunday. really losing track. You're losing it. That's what happens when you work an eleven hour day. I'm sorry, <laughs> but all so of my goals on Sunday? on all of my goals on Sunday were just proper positioning. Yeah, it was just like, oh look, ding! Like the only mm -hmm. time in which it was like actual like proper skill was I think I had one breakaway on Thomas. I had one breakaway on you, and then I just couldn't get it up high enough to get over your, I think it was your glove. I think I was just too good at it. I, I totally intimidated you with my presence. <laughs> I was also, like, like I did, I did good in that play because I got it past, like, I pulled the little move to get it past Chad, Chadwick. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, I got a breakaway. And then I'm like, I don't have much room to do anything. No, nope, and... yeah. Well, and like and I know, trying to I know, stick I also handle know to come out. I also know mm -hmm. to come out whenever yeah. that happens. Don't give you room. Yeah, trying to stick handle in the conditions that we had. Yeah, it's very like, bouncy. The ball. Well, the ball. The ball was bouncy, and of course, the rocks. Whenever you try mm -hmm. and drag it across, and it like it'll just bounce above your stick, and you're like, "What's the point?" Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's why most of the time I was just like, the only reason I tried to like stick handle that move because I was like, "Well, I already have four goals, so." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I think your your best bet would be just to try to line up a shot. Well, that was what I like did me. every other time. But I was yeah. like, I already have four, so who cares? <laughs> and, like, both me and Sebastian both had, like, one-timing attempts that we... 
I I gave him a one time attempt that he whiffed on, and I, he gave me a one time attempt that I whiffed on. It's just like yeah, no, yeah, it was the it was the wiffle wiffle ball at Olympic. It was the wiffle cup, the wiffle cup. Because mm -hmm. fun times though. Oh yeah, it was fun. We had a good yep. crew, good size group come out. Jeez, fifty reminds, people. Yeah, it reminds me of my um, street hockey group that I used to play with. It used to be on Fridays, and now they moved on Sundays, so I can't play with them anymore. No, these people. But so they're... They make our group look bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, because I am I was one of the better players in our group. Yeah. When I go to their group, I'm one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not even funny. No, yeah. I mean, this was just basically the people just kind of, like, you know, going around. Oh, it was just kind of just putzing around. Chaos. And it was chaos. It was just... It was chaos. Whereas, Whereas those, like, it's just like legitimate who... nets. We play on rinks. Yeah. yeah. And so everything is smooth. Yeah. And there's a lot of running. Yeah. Because usually ours plays. was like, ours was four on four was comfortable. Like you didn't yeah. have to stress yourself too much. If we had that amount of people, we'd be playing five on five with a full rink. And everyone would be... <laughs> <laughs> because it's exhausting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we've talked about our interesting weekends. No, oh, but it's actually like we don't have like that like super exciting weekend. I know. Well, once everybody wish Danny a belated birthday, and you're welcome. And then we will go into our first story of Tuesday Newsday. <laughs> going from like the fun to the fun, the fun to the murdering. Oh, that's always uh, you know chaos. Okay, crazy. We should experience. we should probably decide how are we going to say this? Uh, because I'm like with, I want to go with the original version. Well, Kiev. Okay, so I know that there's Kiev and Kiev. Yeah, because it's like I, the I, Russian I, and the Ukrainian. It's kind of like Krakow and Krakow. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the, the classic. Because if, if just you know, because like, it's, it's more it, easily recognizable. Well, it's more because uh, we're we're gonna we're bound to like you know make those mistakes. Yes, we're gonna be like Kiev, Kiev, Kiev. You know, like just gonna mm -hmm. come back. I'm like, yeah. Because I thought like for the past couple of days, I thought Ben Shapiro was mispronouncing it, and then he clarified. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, a lot of people said that I was mispronouncing it, and he's like, I've been saying it this way because this is a Ukrainian, this is the capital of Ukraine, and this is how the Ukrainians say it. It's like, well, it's it's kind of like it's, how the Ukraine, well, like the Ukrainians do that with a lot of their cities. Like yeah. when I went to Ukraine, I spent a week in Ukraine around uh, Lviv. Lviv. And so that's how the Russians say it is Lviv. And then the Ukrainians are like Lvov. And I'm like, there's an I. How is this Lvov? <sighs> Steven, it's basically, it's like saying Afghanistan. Afghanistan. <laughs> it's like, I know uh, what you're referring to. You know what you're referring to, right? Yeah. It's like it's not it's not Mexico. It's Mexico. Okay. Canada yeah. pronounces the Canadian way. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I first talking about the I village. still remember People. those like Canadian heritage <laughs> videos. Canada can Some of those are just really ridiculous. Oh, like, some of know, them were I I spelled bird. It's like that became like the ultimate meme. I just remember like the joke <laughs> of the Canadian heritage moments. 
about the house hippo. <laughs> and it's like remember to no, check no, your no. house. First. That wasn't that was not that that was different. That was concerned children's appetizers. Oh. That house hippo thing was about like that looked really real. That looks really real, it? but it's not. But it's not. It basically like I, I love how like that commercial was basically saying, You're stupid. Yeah. Think you need to start thinking about what you watch online. So mm-hmm. stop being stupid. I'm like, thank goodness yeah. that thing was cute, or else I'd be really pissed. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, let's go with Kim. But these days, you sh- it should be re-released, and it's just like, except the Chiron should be a CBC News article, <laughs> and it's like that the House Hippo. Looks, it's like really just because real. the CBC says it doesn't mean it's true. Usually, it means that it's fake. <laughs> Amen. This is more legitimate anything, than most CBC news stories. Yeah, anything you see on um, on CBC has to be taken with a pound of salt. Yeah, a grain of salt. Actually, that should uh, be a little meme that we should make. Would be a picture. Of we a should definitely. We'll, we'll make like, it happen. We'll still it more happen. credible than CBC News. <laughs> the thing is, like, I think like there's okay, just for a quick, just a little quick aside to most of our um, anyone uh, our audience. Um, I've actually started to switch over. There's a lot. There's a lot of really good news uh, associations that you should really start relying on. I'm actually, I've actually started. To really purge my reliance on on a lot of the legacy media in Canada, mm-hmm. CTV, CBC, Global News, Globe and Mail, all those other ones. I just I I try to avoid them because like like imagine trying to read something and realizing in your head being like I know that they're going to lie about something. What are they like? You have to like go through it and be like, what are they lying about? What are they lying about? What's, What's a lie? The lie? What's the mission? You know, it's it's like why am I even bothering with this? Like I, I should. I think the only reason that we should use those those uh, outlets is if a store if is it to point out the lies that they're saying, yeah, not as a legitimate source of news. And I think a lot of people are going, kind of going back to that with the the Russia, uh, like Ukraine story because they it's like oh they're back to legitimate news. I'm like no they're not. They're just it's it's all a lie. So anyways, okay. I just wanted to Continuing. mention that. But go on to Kiev. Yeah. Chaos and anarchy in Kiev. A source says armed bandits are looting and murdering. The situation in Kiev is not as black and white as the media is portraying. A source on the ground in Kiev who spoke to True North through a translator said on Sunday, people are more scared of the armed citizens than the Russian military. The source, a senior who lives in the city center, said he and his wife are more scared of looters with guns. The man had his old military rifle out just in case. The source sent photos of several dead bodies piled on the side of the street in Kiev, noting that it depicts a family that got killed when they were mistaken for a military vehicle. Hmm. Yep, that's... Yeah. Mm. These are, like, becoming, like, common things. Mm-hmm. Um, just in, like, in, uh, in all throughout Ukraine. Um, something I, I, I heard from a, a, lot, a lot of different commentators, they were saying that one thing that um, we forget, and I, I had forgotten... Is that Ukraine was actually known, and is even still known, as being one of the most corrupt countries mm-hmm. in the world? And even like a couple of years ago, they were like fifth on a list of the most corrupt countries. Like this is like cronyism yeah. and all sorts of like breaking of laws and yep. domestic laws, mm-hmm. all sorts of like you know shady deals and and even like the the Ukrainian mafia. Was still very very prominent very in that active. area. So I think we 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 and this is why I think the story is important. It shows that 
we we're getting presented this view of Ukrainian maybe okay but Ukrainian of Ukraine as this like stalwart like you know place with underdog like, that's based on democracy has western values and is justice and freedom and the american way oh you read that article too nice yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Not so. but uh but yeah like the, the the image that we're getting is like we have to temper it a bit because although yeah although it is noble that they're they're sticking by i mean this may be because like remember they, they said that they were arming their citizens yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this is like some of the people who received arms maybe are using them. Oh, it probably is. Like, yeah. well, this the source said two videos which are cir- circulating on the messaging app Telegram showing what is described as armed citizens now just questioning and in one case shooting people they deem suspicious. Yeah. Like, you get you there's get a video, like, we're not going to show it because it's like this is unfortunately what happens when you just hand out without being discriminate of who you give guns to. Yeah. And Police officers and soldiers have rules that they yeah. have to follow. Citizens are a little more twitchy, a little more yes. trigger happy. And so Yeah, like I would say unfortunately a criminal background check leads means practically nothing in Ukraine. Not right now especially. Yeah. Because of the urgency of the situation. Um, well, and, like, I know what people get arrested for in Ukraine, because, of course, I've been there and I've talked to people. Like, I know that there was a pastor who got arrested in Ukraine uh-huh. because he was driving home and he was speeding by, like, 10 kilometers. Mm-hmm. And he got arrested because he didn't have his bribe money. Oh, Yeah. And then he spent, I think it was a week in jail hmm. because he ref- he's like, well, I don't have the bribe money and my wife, like, we're basically just surviving right now because, like, we just planted a church and we basically mm-hmm. have no money. And, mm-hmm. like, we can't pay your bribe. And they're like, okay, well, we'll just keep you in jail until you pay your bribe. And he's like, I just said we don't have enough money to pay the bribe. They're like, all right, we'll just keep you in jail. <laughs> Wait, well, that is not good enough. We need yeah. uh, you, you to tear down church, get mm-hmm. that bribe money. Well, and like, yeah. I know other stories because my mom would go there every single year for like a month. And what the Ukrainian, Wait, what the Ukrainian system the, will do. Wait, she went every single year for a month? Yeah, she would go in the summer. Oh, once would, a year, she would go for a month. Once a year, yeah. Every year, she would <laughs> yeah. take the entire month of July and go to mm. Ukraine. Okay. So she went there, I believe, from 2009 until 2013. Wow. I might have my years. No, I think she, I think it was earlier than that. I think it was like 2008 till 2012. Hmm. But anyways. Anyways, uh, one, one little note. Uh, it seems like you're dancing on the ceiling for some reason. Not sure what happened to your camera. <laughs> You're on top for some reason. Okay. I will but, pause um, and figure that out. Okay. No more dancing on the ceiling. Continuing with the story. <laughs> so right, right. this it continues on. It goes, talks about why the situation is as it is. And it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And the situation in Ukraine is tense. And... Yeah, you wish you didn't have to just give them guns. You wish that they could just send in 
a small mm -hmm. NATO force, say 10,000 troops, be like, mm, you don't do this. Mm -hmm. You stop think, this invasion uh, right now. Well, I think if you look at if you look there on the screen, uh, it kind of gives you a it gives you a really good um, kind of picture of why this is necessary and why like they're having to yeah. do this. Ukraine's standing army is like forty thousand deployed personnel, yeah, two hundred forty five thousand active members, six billion dollar military budget, yeah, it's and then and then look at Russia, yeah, they have like ten a million times deployed. as big, yeah, and the fifth largest military, sixty two billion like 10 times the military budget. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you can see why they have to arm citizens. It, it, this is like the fog of war. This is what happens in yeah. war. It's like people are, uh, uh, how do I put it? People are kind of complaining online saying like, there, there, there's children dying. And I'm like, yes, yes, of course there are. You have a populated city, like whoever wasn't able to get out, like they're, they're going to be hit mm -hmm. discriminately. You're attacking. This happened in World War Two. Yep. And and almost every every major war in an urban center, you're going to get un unintended casualties. Unintended civilian casualties. And this is not the IDF from Israel that is very precision mm -hmm. about their strikes. This they the, the Russian the military Russians is not going to be careful. Like, well, if we think it's a threat, we'll just shoot it. Oh look, that building is people. Get the rockets. <laughs> it's yeah. like I it's, think it's there like, are yeah. two military personnel inside that building. It no. has a hundred civilians and two military personnel. That is a worthwhile Perfect. expenditure. And we shall fire the tanks. Yeah, they have uh, Molotov cocktails, you know. We... <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Like it, yep. It, it's unfortunate. Like, I know it sucks. And, but it's, it's a military... It, it's a chaotic military uh, experience over there. Um, I don't know. I, I've heard like people say that it may last a week until a possible ceasefire and that is not going as well as like the russians wanted they they were thinking it was going to be a cakewalk yeah. and they're well it's, like, it's not okay. going as well as the russians wanted but it's also not going as well as what the western media is describing it as and we're going yeah, to go over I... that in a little bit yeah no, but exactly. so, one of the yeah. reasons that it's difficult <clears throat> for western forces and western powers to do anything is because Putin has put Russians' nuclear forces on special alert. This is from the BBC. Mm -hmm. So he told defense chiefs it was because of aggressive statements by the West amid widespread condemnation of the invasion. The announcement does not mean Russia intends to use the weapons. The U.S. immediately condemned the decision, calling it an unacceptable escalation. Mr. Putin, of course, warned last week that any whoever tries to hinder us will see consequences you have never seen in your history. We talked about that on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Those words were widely interpreted as signaling a threat to news nuclear weapons of the West stood in his way. That warning became sharper on Sunday when he ordered the Russian defense minister and chief of the military's general staff to put the nuclear deterrent forces on a special regime of combat duty. Mm. The U.S. permanent representative to the U.N. said Mr. Putin's nuclear deterrent order showed he was escalating the Ukraine conflict in an unacceptable manner, while the White House said Russia had not been under threat from NATO at any point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think okay? Do you think that there's a chance that uh, any chance that NATO forces may actually do some kind of intervention? Mm. What do you think, based on like what you've heard lately? Um, I think the only chance, like right now, of course, Ukraine is kind of like hastily accelerating mm -hmm. their plans to join to join the EU because they have like they've had their 
acceptance mm-hmm. or they've had their their application accepted and now it's just under like this final speedy review process yeah and so it depends yeah. like if if they join into the eu and russia is just like i don't care that they're in the eu we view them as a russian property and we're going to mm-hmm. take them anyway and there are forces from say france and spain that join germany that yeah in germany that decide no we're going to support our fellow eu nation mm-hmm. and russia attacks them then those are nato countries and so nato would be like well we have, we to, have okay. to step in yeah so I, it's it's really I, a question like could it escalate to full-out war between kind of russia and china and the western powers maybe do i think that's likely i don't think that they're willing to take that much of a leap for ukraine i think that the like i heard something like um um one of the senators states was advocating for creating a no-fly zone over ukraine using nato forces Mm -hmm. the american air superiority I mean, they have the capability of doing that, and there's yeah. not a direct on the ground kind of thing. But I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think they realize how, you know, Sig- much of an significant. That. That is a no-fly zone. Is. Yeah, it's like you're you're basically threatening to shoot down like yeah. Russian planes, Russian which constitutes an act of war. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you want to go that far. Yeah. There's like a lot of a lot of saber rattle going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's weird. Like, I think that um, when it comes to Ukraine, there seems to be a lot of uh, keying and hawing. America is in this weird place where, like, uh, like President uh, or former Vice President Joe Biden is claiming that he's he's the one that basically has been leading the charge and you know formal formally like you know getting all these countries behind him and like oh this is all because of him and it's like no like most of the uh, European Union is like, no, you're an idiot. You don't go sit down, take your nap, you know, Mr. Mr. Like, you know, like dementia over there. <laughs> um, but even I find it interesting that uh, like the most interesting thing I heard was that Germany is actually saying like, OK, we're going to make some serious changes. So they're they've, for the first time in like ages, mm-hmm. they're actually starting to beef up their military. Yeah. Like legitimately. It was like, oh, that's I think cool. Germany also said that they were planning on like revamping their energy system. Yeah, yeah, they want to completely change it because they like, don't no, want to be so reliant on Russia. And I'm like, well, that's we a good plan. Can't but... do this anymore. And you know, now they now they're starting to wake up to the realities of real life and not yeah. the not the leftist view of uh, green COVID. energy is wonderful. No, it's green not. energy is garbage. <laughs> it is absolutely absolutely garbage. Oh boy! But yeah. someone who is not garbage hmm. is Elon. Oh, so Elon. Ukraine re- receives equipment they requested from Elon Musk, and Musk responds. Ukraine has already received the equipment that they requested from billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk over the weekend, according to one of the country's top officials. Starlink here. Mikhailo Fedorov, vice prime minister of Ukraine, tweeted along with a picture of the equipment. Thanks, Elon Musk. You're most welcome. And so Starlink here. You're most welcome. (laughs) Musk said late on Saturday that SpaceX Starlink satellite broadband service was now available in Ukraine with more terminals en route to the country. Musk uh-huh. read the remark on social media in response to a tweet from Mikhailo Vedorov, <clears throat> who tweeted, While you try to colonize, colonize Mars, 
Russia is trying to occupy Ukraine. While your rockets successfully land from space, Russian rockets attack Ukrainian civilian people. We ask to provide Ukraine with Starlink stations to address and to address sane Russians to stand. So, this is the text, and he and says Starlink he service is not active is now active in Ukraine. More terminals en route. So, <laughs> God bless this man. Oh yeah, Elon Musk. Like he's he's one of the only like really really wealthy and powerful people in the world who is not about virtue signaling is not about well i'm only going to say that i'm going to do the right thing and then i'm going to do something completely different elon yeah. musk usually backs up what he says and yeah. he has no time for yeah. woke garbage well he is he stands out among all of the elite uh multi-billionaires in the world mm -hmm. like uh you look at i mean there's there's the bad ones like george soros bill gates um, like, you know, all the big, you know, like, um, the guy from, from the World Economic Forum, um, Klaus Schwab, like, these are the bad guys, yeah. you know, because they, they, they actively use their money for nefarious purposes. Then there's the ones that, eh, they just want to be left alone and do what they want with their money, like the uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon or, like, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, like the, the, the guy who owns Walmart. Yeah. Uh, they just want to be left alone, do their own thing. Elon Musk is legitimately, like, man, I, I... <laughs> I, if if I had a reason to join Twitter, Elon mm -hmm. Musk was one of them. One of the top <laughs> ten reasons I would join Twitter because I want to see what this guy said. This, mm -hmm. this guy's amazing. Um, but yeah, like this is a good example of like uh, altruism at work. Yeah. Um, there. Okay. So like right now, um, the the Russian Russian banks and Russian uh, like uh, financial institutions are being hit by being removed from the SWIFT system, mm -hmm. which is a major. Uh, monetary like transactional banking, system monetary transactions and all that so a lot of the world has the ability to shut you off from a lot of vital things if they don't like what you're doing sometimes it's legitimate like you know economic economic sanctions for you know for like you know bad behavior or bad bad actions but mm -hmm. sometimes it's like more nefarious like yep. you know like you know what was it the some countries in africa that refused to get on board with the COVID uh, restrictions and all that, they were like getting pressured and, yeah. and um, you know, attacked by all these like Western democracies, supposedly. So I like that this is like a, a way of bypassing what would have actually been a legitimate, um, you know, like blackout by the Russians. Mm -hmm. The Russians could definitely disable their ability to reach the outside world yeah. to kind of keep everything silent. And we know that it can happen because they happened here in Alberta. Alberta, when the RCMP moved in, they actually cut to completely shut down communications. People can post online yep. when that whole raid was happening. So governments have the ability to do that. So the fact that Elon Musk can bypass that is pretty amazing. Right, yeah. Oh, it's totally, totally amazing. And like, usually, unfortunately, these corporations that have the power to do it buckle and bow to the establishment because they are part of it but elon yep. musk has set himself apart and he is one of the, of the only problem. ones of those super rich and powerful who stand up for those who are truly being downtrodden it's part of the solution part of, of the, the solution problem. however something that's not part of the solution is falsehoods 
and myths about what's going on in Ukraine. You wish, yeah, yeah. like, you wish these stories were true. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're not. Yeah. So this is uh, so uh, this is part of the trend that we we've noticed came out this past week. Uh, a lot of stories that were coming out, like you know, like they're even being reported on major news uh, networks, are suddenly being like you know actually coming out as being false. Yeah. So we we realize, oh, we need to address these because we even touched mm-hmm. on some of them last week, and um, yeah, and so we need to be a little more skeptical about what's going on over there. Where even even the good nature stories are turning out to be poorly informed or yeah. or straight off like you know straight uh, up lies. Yeah, so let's go with this one. This is like what they said. So this is like a claim here. So go Mm -hmm. first. Yeah, so this is the claim. These Ukrainian soldiers will go down in history as absolute chads. Yeah. Uh, Video unavailable. I tell you what, military folks are a whole different breed of human. They'll step in and do things that you and I were never do. Here's the unedited audio of a Ukrainian military officer refusing to hand his island over to the Russians. Please excuse the language. Yeah. So We showed this video last week. No, we didn't. Like we no, this like, came like, this came out on Friday night. Oh, uh, okay. So this is the post. A group of Ukrainian border guards were stationed on Snake Island when a Russian warship ordered them to surrender under threat of attack. Their response in Russian Ukrainian Russian warship, go f yourself. They held their grand, ground. All thirteen were killed. Now, while it's likely that they actually did say this, but. They did not die. Mm-hmm. So this is a post from yesterday. Ukrainian soldiers who told Russian warship to go F themselves reportedly still alive. Mm-hmm. So being held captive according to Ukraine's Navy, Ukraine's naval Facebook account published a post on Monday morning to confirm it. Regarding the Marines and border guards who were taken captive by Russian occupiers in the island of Snake, we're very happy to learn that our brothers are alive. Ukrainians report... Also demanded the immediate release of the officers. We demand from Russia their immediate release of these illegally occupied citizens of Ukraine. On Saturday, the first report get, began to circulate that the Snake Island defenders may still be alive. Whereas they had initially posted on Friday, yeah, preliminary information the border guards would be dead came before the defenders lost contact. Yeah, that makes sense because, like, you you would like you would think, okay, that was the last transmission that they heard, and mm-hmm. the transmission has ended, which could be for a lot, a lot of reasons, but I mean, obviously, like the, the well, but it was from- it was such like a, when I heard it, I was like, oh man, these guys are just badasses, mm. and then it's like, oh well, didn't they say that if you didn't surrender, that they'd basically shell you out? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's pretty ballsy to say go f yourself, but then <laughs> oh, we're gonna stop recording and say actually we surrender. Sorry. Well, did they actually say they were going to surrender, or did they, uh, or did they just lose communication and assume that they were? Dead? Well, like that's what they said is they assumed that they were dead. But if we like here, we'll watch the first clip, and I'm fairly certain the first section of the video, which is in Russian, and so I'll turn the sound down and I'll read it. Yeah. But I'm fairly certain they say like surrender, or we will wipe you out. I suggest you surrender your weapons and capitulate. Otherwise, I will open fire. Do you copy? This is it. 
Should I tell him to go F himself? Just in case. <laughs> Turns up volume. Russian warship, go F yourself. <laughs> so, like, it literally says, if you don't surrender, we're going to open fire. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is a small base, and if they open fire... Like, I've seen the size of warheads that they use from naval vessels. Mm-hmm. They're big. Well, they're, he- like, here. And this, and this is not just, a... Just for a, a demonstration a... of size. Okay, go for it. This is a cabinet. That is the yeah. size of a of one of the bigger guns. <laughs> that cabinet. You think a small outpost is going to last a bombardment? No. Mm-hmm. It would take two or three of those shells and every single one of those officers would be dead. Well, it's also because this this is not a reinforced, uh, you know, like... like no, bunker. well, it's, it's a scouting outpost. Yeah, it's meant to be like, you know, play a small barracks almost. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they wouldn't stand on chance. So I, I don't I don't see this like, you know, okay, there's a possibility this, this story may have been like accurate to a point where yeah. like you know like we lost contact they must be dead uh i mean there's also a possibility that maybe that this was uh you know like ukraine propaganda oh you know yeah. what will sound really good if we just say that if we say that they died because it makes all it makes the ukrainian army look yeah. heroic and it makes the russians kind of look well petulant yeah it's like exactly. oh you killed them for saying oh just go after yourself exactly so i mean you can see why this may may be mm-hmm. uh like you know Propaganda like that's used out from out there. Uh, and remember, like in in these in the this part of the world, um, honesty and all that kind of stuff is not quite as highly regarded as it is here. Yeah. Um, I mean, to to the 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 way that you know a lot of people um, kind of look at it over here. So yeah. I'm not surprised they would do that. Mm-hmm. There's been other stories also that have come out that um, yeah um, have been kind of like shown to be mm-hmm. not great. Like this this was the, the big ghost, one, the ghost of Kiev. Kiev. Ever hearing about this? And I had like, I had like, I remember like thinking there was an actual Russian, uh, no, not a Russian, um, Finland, was it Finland? Finland had a soldier who was a sniper, who took yeah. out like 200, like, what was it, like Soviet soldiers or, mm-hmm. or German? I forget what it was, but he would like, it was a legitimate historical thing. Yeah. Yep. Legitimate historical um, person that was like so impossible for them to kill that they, they finally have to send a well, like twat. Well, there are there are people like that. Like, yeah. for there's that Finnish guy. For the Russians, like one of their heroes in World War II was a guy by the name of Vasily Zaitsev. Mm-hmm. And he killed. I think it's confirmed kills us 250 German soldiers. Yeah. Um. Uh, even I think even Canada had one. Yeah. In World we War had, One, we had a native. We sniper. had a flying ace. Well, we yeah. had a flying ace, and also we had a native sniper. I think he killed. Yeah. He had 106 confirmed kills. Right, right. I'm, I and would then, have to double check that. I'm not yes. saying this is 100 yeah. percent historically accurate, but I know that he was like they really touted the fact to be like, oh look, Kanda has this indigenous like marksman who was yeah. amazing and yeah. was much better than anybody they had. Yeah, and 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 fighting aces do exist. Like he, World War One, they have like the Red Baron. Yep. He was a German, like a pilot who was like pretty much like downing planes left, right, and center. Which, if you know anything about um, like aerial warfare, mm-hmm. um, like it, it's a it's a very kind of like fine line in like success and failure. 
So, like, if you make one one key crucial mistake, you're down. But if you're one of those guys that's experienced and really has honed your craft, you can take out a lot of, like, you know, like, lesser pilots quite yeah. easily if you know what you're doing. So it is it is the kind of place where you could potentially out outmaneuver and outflank uh, a lot of uh, other people. So it, it is a possibility, but it sounds like a lot of the stuff was, I mean, obviously they didn't have a name. They never had a name. The picture that you always see of him is not, um, you don't see the face. You don't need, I, there's no identity to this person. Yeah. Obviously you could say that they want to protect his identity, but really why? Because he's a pilot, you know, like he's not actually going face to face with people. So I'm like, I don't know. Like it mm-hmm. just seems like well, yeah. a lot of reasons like, to doubt. Going off of what it says here, uh, Kiev has seized on rumors that an unnamed fighter pilot dubbed the ghost of Kiev has downed several Russian jets. The Ukrainian government shed a macho video containing footage from a video game yeah, that on Sunday, me. then shared a photo with a supposed flying H ace wearing pilot gear also promoted by Petro Poroshenko. There's no the substantial yeah, no substantial evidence to support social media claims that the ghost of Kiev is real. Yep. So uh, one video, which got nearly 5 million views and spawned the rumors, has been thoroughly debunked as a clip from the 2008 video game Digital Combat Simulator with a Reuters fact check, including a vertical video shared online. It's not sure a Ukrainian fighter jet, but comes from the video game. Yeah, actually, they have the video here. You can, you can find it. On the, on here? Yeah. Yeah, right there. Yeah, this is like... the plane there. Yeah. Yep, shot down like a letter plane in the sky. And then this is the picture that That's they took the picture of, of the supposed pilot. Yeah. So I mean it's it, it looks good. But I mean it's the main thing is the explosion. Look at the explosion of the plane. Like look in the clips. Mm-hmm. Oh, right there. So you can see the the fighter jet. But then the explosion is just like a it's a very self contained yeah. like, like ball of fire. There's no I'm like that's it's not falling. what that's that's not how planes explode. Yeah. They they usually explode. Well, they use like planes. Usually, like you have bits and pieces that make it so that your engines no longer keep you aloft, and yep. you plummet. Well, like, there are planes that are blown up. Yes, like if you have a missile, up, not a, it's it's like the, uh, the 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 Death Star. Yeah, when you look at the Death Star and like you know Star Wars movies and all that, it's just like it's like there it is, and I'll, boom, boom, all the fire, and I'm like. No, that's not how a thing like that would explode. You just like you're, you're like ah, it's a it's a movie, so you're like yeah. you don't care. Mm-hmm. But in real life, that's not how planes explode. Chunks. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's looking like Star Trek is, uh, more accurate than Star Wars for explosions. Yeah, pretty much actually. Because Star so. Trek always has a debris field. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. So yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. This story sounded really cool, but it, mm-hmm. it just. Doesn't look like there's any validity. Well, and I think the other thing, the other thing that they showed is that they didn't have any record of Russian planes being shot down according to the claims. They said like he shot down six in a day or something, like that. right? And like, yeah. and like the, the the Russians didn't have, they, they, there wasn't any evidence that any such a number of, of uh, Russian jets had been been, shot down. Yeah, it was kind of just like, well, we need someone to boost morale, and this is it. This guy. a faceless entity. He'll do it. Also, I guess he really is a ghost. Yeah, well, something else that they used to try and boost morale was a viral photo of Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky 
that won him legions of fans as he supposedly defended Kiev from Russian invasion. It's actually a year old. So, image of Ukrainian president in combat gear has gone viral. The photograph has turned the former comedian into an international war hero. Hero. I didn't actually know that. Did you know that? That he was actually an actor? I had only found out about that today. Yeah, me too. I was like, he was a comedian? Like a movie? He's almost like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or like, a, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Ronald Reagan. Like a former actor and political leader. I'm like, huh, go figure. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so it actually dates back to last year and was taken during a peacetime visit to the Dunbass region. He's now defiantly facing down Russian invasion and hit squad of 400 killers. That is actually pretty awesome. So image of the pinup wearing president dressed in combat gear has been shared by thousands of people worldwide. His courage and the fate of the, of the mighty Russian onslaught has been praised as he Mm -hmm. leads his nation in the fight against president Vladimir Putin. (laughs) So this is this is the picture, but this is actually from last year when he went to the Donbass region because yeah. the Donbass region is one of these. Well, it's it's one of those areas which is not great. Yeah, a little bit of a dangerous area, so it makes sense that he's got. Well, a they're bit very of... pro-Russia. Yeah. So, but this is, I think, this is a picture. Yeah, this is a picture from earlier. Yeah. So repeatedly been seen in the midst of the action, even taking tea with his troops. Mm-hmm. He has refused offers from Western governments to spirit him out of the country and insisted he will stay and fight alongside his countrymen. He has repeatedly yeah. been seen in the midst. So yeah, and like I like I will say that there's there's a lot of like yes and no on on some of these things. So on the one hand, there's that story about him being offered. Uh, to be removed from, like, you know, they're, oh, we're going to fly you out of there. And he's like, I don't need a plane ticket. I need ammunition. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't need a ride. And, and so, I'm like, that actually makes him, like, a fairly good leader. Yeah. I'm like, uh, that that story seems sounds like it was actually, like, verified, um, even though the other stories weren't. So, like, he is he is a a really uh, inspiring leader. And I, I'm, I'm glad that the Ukrainians have somebody like him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, all of Ukraine's problems, all of the the issues with corruption and and issues like that. Like you know, I'm glad that they mm-hmm. have a strong, a, 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 a actually who appears to be a fairly unifying leader, yeah. inspiring his people right way. And so I'm like, actions are great. Mm-hmm. I like the way the guy's doing, and I hope that um, like their best hope is that they can get to to a cease. Yeah, that is really the best hope. Uh, but I keep. Favor, Stephen, before we move on to the next story, go back to the previous story, the mm-hmm. one by uh, the article, and go to the very bottom. They have like a little update uh, on all the latest developments in Ukraine, which I thought was really helpful for just to kind of give people a, a final keep going. Very, very bottom. That bullet point right there. Uh, just passed it. Uh, right there. These are like some quick updates uh, on the situation in Ukraine that I thought was, you know, worth kind of like mentioning. So, like, Moscow failed to cut. You know Kiev on Saturday night, so they basically they're still they're still not in Kiev, which is a huge uh, failure. Um, but they have entered uh, Kharkiv, which is their second city, and they entered that on Sunday morning. So that's happened. Um, they are striking Ukraine's military infrastructure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Like you know, like they're they're basically bombing the crap out of any back. Um, and this is the numbers. I, I think Shelly asked us. Mm-hmm. Like how many people? Had, that was like two hundred forty. Well, two hundred forty uh, Ukrainian civilians have been killed. I would killed. guess there'd be more military personnel. Yeah, more likely. So that's like the civilian number. Um, two hundred thousand that have escaped or fled Ukraine to what to three countries, uh, including Poland. Um, what was this thing that they say about the hospital for children? That's been also oh, that's been that's another like claim that's been. Do you hear that? Hmm? Unconfirmed reports uh, that a cancer hospital for children in Kiev had been shelled by Russian forces has also yeah. been debunked. Again, like a more more reason to be very skeptical about the news you're hearing. Yeah. Um, also, like based on what I know of Ukraine, there's no way they would have a cancer hospital for children. No, actually, this like is based on cool. how they treat the infirm and the disabled. Oh, you, because of your experience, right? Well, yeah, because like my mom, of course, like what she was doing when she spent her month in Ukraine is that she would go and help out with the disabled and with the sickly. Mm-hmm. If someone deci- discovered that their child was disabled, they would abandon mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, there was one boy that really got attached to her because she was the only person aside from his this person's dad mm-hmm. who had touched him in 10 years. Everyone else was too afraid to touch him because they thought that they would get his disability. Oh, okay. And so my mom would like spend extra time with him, and mm-hmm. this guy, this kid's dad, was like weeping <clears throat> because my mom was the first one to do this. Hmm. And like how they treat their sick and their disabled. Mm-hmm. You, well, this is of course as of 2010, so mm-hmm. things might have changed, but I don't think they've changed that much. Very, very, uh, very, very unlikely. Unlikely, and. It's really disgusting how they treat a lot of their citizens in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. It's like no way do we are we sanctioning, no way are we approving what's going on with Russia mm-hmm. invading Ukraine. But, but Ukraine again, is not a bastion of yeah. You're decency. taking that. You're, you're applying a healthy a healthy amount of skepticism mm-hmm. to the claim of like you know children a children's yeah. hospital being targeted yeah this is i last thing i'm going to mention here this is interesting it says ukraine has obliterated oh no no i was reading that oh, i was reading sorry. that ukraine has obliterated a where's it 56 um, tank convoy yeah uh a fear chechen fighters again this is not a claim among those kills one of chechnya's top generals magomed to shaev i guess yep. um that's another example of like a claim we'll, we'll we'll have to verify. That sounds cool. The fact that they've like you know managed to like, well like a, well this is the thing is that a lot of what they're saying here it's like when there's a claim, yep. it says Russia claimed or it's like unconfirmed yep. reports. This yep. is not like there's not claims of this. Like they're saying that this is legit. Hmm. That Ukraine literally did blow up a fifty six ten convoy and killed and one that... of Chechnya's top generals. So cool yeah. for them. Cool for them. Uh, the gas pipeline was cool, like, uh, or not cool, but like, wow. Yeah, uh, that they blew up a uh, gas pipeline, sending a mo- giant mushroom cloud. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Just be careful. There's a lot of like, yeah, there, there's 
a lot of it well a lot of stories which you might which seem plausible and are exciting and cool and inspirational but Mm -hmm. based on what we've seen so far question everything because the fog of war that is being dawned over everything right now is severe and significant and the propaganda war is also being yeah. done by both sides. So yes. something you have to be, be aware of. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of have to amp up my radar, too. Well, but, we all do. Yeah. We all do. Let's move, let's move on to uh, yeah. lesser stories. To lesser <laughs> stories. Yep. <laughs> my goodness. Lesser stories. Uh-huh. So this is the United States from NBC News. House passes bills to make lynching a federal hate crime. Lawmakers approved the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act in a 422-3 vote after lawmakers failed to pass anti-lynching bills more than 200 times since 1900. Oh, boy. So the House passed legislation on Monday that would make lynching a federal crime after lawmakers failed to pass it. They approved the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act with Representatives Thomas Massey, Chip Roy, and Andrew S. Clyde voting against the measure. The bill was named after Till, a 14-year-old black teenager from Chicago who was abducted, tortured, and shot in the head in 1955 after he allegedly whistled at a white woman in a Mississippi store. Under the legislation introduced by Representative Bobby Bush, Bobby Rush, not Bobby Bush, a crime can be prosecuted as a lynching when a conspiracy to commit a hate crime results in death or serious bodily injury and perpetrators could face up to 30 years in prison. (laughs) <laughs> By passing my Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, the House has sent a resounding message that our nation is finally reckoning with one of the mo- the darkest and most horrific periods of our history, and that we oh, are morally and legally committed to changing course. Oh, about time! Like America was still like sending out lynch squads on top of their white horses with KKK, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, no black person was safe out there. It's just terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah, Thank goodness, we finally took some action. Oh yeah. So, like so, thing, so, yeah. Danny, when it, when was the last lynching that you were a part of? Um, that's uh, uh, you know, yelling at the, you know a um, a, a mean spirited you know like you know uh, counter protester count as a lynching. Mm. I mean, I'm sure they would consider it lynching, yeah. but I usually won't. I, I just consider that uh, being like, yeah, I'm not gonna put up with your crap. <laughs> yeah, like, sounds like you're lynching street cred. It's not super lynching. Yeah, super lynching. Super lynching. No, but in all seriousness, what the (laughs) heck? It's just like, when was lynching legal in the past hundred years? Yeah, this is like the the Democrats, like nonstop, um, like, you know, like virtue signaling tour of like, let's make racism great again. Like, this is what they do. They, they, They constantly like try to like talk about how racism is still, there it's out there underneath every bed in every shed out in the fields out in the streets they're hunting you down while you know like it's nobody is safe it's like it's like the biggest hoax like ever like they're basically gaslighting people into believing that racism is everywhere it's all around a nebulous cloud of well and like the the example that they use the most recent example was Mm -hmm. the ahmad arbery case which was not a lynching. And I'm like, that's it not was... a lynching. The guys were, like, questionable. They were idiots. They were they complete were. morons to be like, yeah, yeah. we're just going to, like, confront this guy with shotguns yep. in the middle of the street. Yep. Like, yep. Mm, no. Mm-hmm. Was Armad Arbery, like, up to no good? Quite likely. Yeah, it's possible. 
Did he like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into that case no, no, because no, we sorry, already talked about it a long time ago. No, no, no. Basically, for anyone who doesn't know, Ahmad Arbery was a guy. Uh, there was reports that he was supposedly like you know sneaking into like uh, mm-hmm. like uh, off off limits kind of uh, construction zones. These guys caught wind of it. These white guys, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna make a citizens' arrest. We're gonna be heroes." And the citizens' arrest became a like quagmire and totally got out of hand. And they ended up shooting this guy. And as a result, it became like big, huge thing about like white people that are going around i mean it, it just sounds bad but when you actually look at it you're like no this is just a bunch of idiots who like mm-hmm. took matters into their own hands shouldn't have it's, a, it's more of an example of why vigilantism is a bad idea yeah that's really what that, what the story is about mm-hmm. but no but the idea here is like that like lynching is already illegal yep uh it, it hasn't happened in like like it was like like 90 like 70 years ago 70 years ago i think was the the, the last incident, yeah, and then um, and then before that, it's like lynchings were not like uh, even legal before that. Like it yeah. was actually like illegal to actually lynch people, and it hasn't been legal for like like well over a century. I think yeah. it was like it was, it was crazy. So it's like like oh you know what murder's illegal, but ah you know what we're gonna double double illegal super murder double, double uh, yeah. murder squared. You know like oh yeah, yeah. it's like. Ugh. Like the, the, yeah, the, the fact that Democrats are making this case. Well, and the funny thing is, of course, it's just like, well, we we voted on it because, like, yes, murder is like a crime, but we wanted to make it a hate crime, and it's like, uh, how is a hate crime worse than murdering someone? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, ooh, they're racist. It's like, yeah, but they still killed someone. Yeah, I'm like, guess what? Most people will take a racist over a murderer. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, and but whether he has that. a racial motivation for murdering someone once he murders them is mostly irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's basically like you know more like the what's the cause or like motive is only really helpful for court cases. Yeah, that is not relevant. Well, it's it's for determining the degree of homicide. Yeah, and it's also the uh, it's also one of the criteria needed in order to determine whether or not somebody something was a murder or not yeah uh, because a person a person like, one of the reasons that people like find for like why like you know is it possible that this person murdered this this other person uh they have to be like well they need to have a motive a person without a mm-hmm. motive it's very suspect i'll say or it's very unlikely to be the suspect because you do need to have some kind of motive unless you're crazy and in that case then you plead the insanity Right. So, uh, anyways, the the point here, this is just stupid, stupid lawmaking. That it's just it's it's just the fact that they're they're focusing on this and and when there's so many problems in our world that are far more important shows how out of touch the democratic lawmakers are. Yeah. With the rest of society, that it really is that sad of society that they're they're focusing on this. So yeah, that's all I got. Yep. Oh, no, I'm that's totally all. with you. We're going to do have to move that's, on. That's all I got to say about that. So, moving on to, as we spoke about earlier, vaccine oh. stuff. So, the first story is from the Epic Times. Unfortunately, I am not a member of the Epic Times. You can read that same story on this blog by Brian Peckford. Who is so, amazing, by the way. Yeah, Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine goes into liver cells and is converted to DNA study. But, Stephen... They told us that that wouldn't happen. They told us that it's impossible. 
They told us like, a lot of I, things that they said. I know. <laughs> supposed to be fake they news. Us, they told us that we wouldn't have to wear masks if we were double or, vaccinated. Oh, they told, they told us, us that, that we vaccines would never harm a living soul. Safe yeah. and effective. Mm-hmm. The idea here is that, like, the, it's 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 fa- it. it's it's fake news until it isn't. Yeah. And today it isn't. And today <laughs> like... it isn't. So messenger RNA from Pfizer's COVID nineteen vaccine is able to enter human liver cells and is converted into DNA, according to Swedish researchers at Lund University. They found that when the mRNA vaccine enters the human liver cells, it triggers the cell's DNA, which is inside the nucleus, to increase the production of line 1 gene expression to make mRNA. The mRNA then leaves the nucleus and enters the cell's cytoplasm, where it translates into line 1 protein. A segment of the protein called the open breeding frame 1, or ORF1, goes back to the nucleus, where it attaches to the vaccine's mRNA and reverse transcribes into spike DNA. Hmm. So reverse transcription is when DNA is made from RNA, whereas the normal transcription process involves the portion of the DNA serving as a template template to make an mRNA molecule inside the nucleus. Mm-hmm. So most of that, for some people, was scientific mumbo-jumbo. Mm-hmm. But in essence, yes. It's, it's messing with your DNA. Mm-hmm. That's basically the gist of it. Yeah, it transcri- reverse transcribes into spike DNA. So, so this is the thing that they were telling us would never happen, right? Mm -hmm. They told us that the spike protein would stay in the arm, but we know that doesn't happen. They told us that the spike protein wasn't toxic and wasn't dangerous to the rest of our bodies. Why? They told us that uh, the spike protein was not harming fertility and had nothing to do with the ovaries. And like, well, no, that's not true because spike protein is going directly to the um, to the ovaries testes and men and all that they told us that it couldn't get into the brain but no it's passing right by the uh blood the blood brain barrier i mean all these mm-hmm. things like you know so again this is another example of why you have to be so careful yep yes they spend time looking into because uh mm-hmm. again more studies are coming out showing that these vac these mrna uh treatments are legitimately problematic Mm-hmm. And the farther we go down the, the, the rabbit hole into Alice in Wonderland, the more we're realizing that these are legitimately problematic. And anybody who refuses to take these is actually a sane person. Yep. You know, one of the things that bothered me is you, you still see people in uh, the House of Parliament in, in uh, Ottawa and also yep. here in legislatures. Mm-hmm. And then you see them on, on TV. And everyone is so quick to say, oh, no, no, I'm not a. I'm I'm not, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. And I'm like, why aren't you? Like, like, uh, like if you, like, you can be absolutely a fair-minded person and still, like, absolutely support vaccines mm-hmm. and vaccinations and say these particular drug therapies are questionable, very at the questionable, least. at the very least, and dangerous at the worst. And it's, it's, it's like a taboo, sacred cow kind of thing where people are scared of questioning the vaccines. And I, I like, I mean, one thing I love, my sister told me that apparently my nephew finally coming around and saying like, you know, Uncle Danny, like, you know, I thought he was just kind of you know, like, you know, like really just like a conspiracy. But he's like, oh, actually, maybe he knows a lot more than I thought he did. I'm like, well, thankfully, he's kind of getting getting the picture, you know? Yeah. 
I think a lot of people believe that that they they still believe that these vaccines are safe and effective. Like the line, like you know that that was repeated ad nauseum. But um, no, it's it's crazy. I, the more I read about these, the more convinced I am that these are an absolutely uh, moral catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I don't know. So, what do you think about the idea of these uh, going into your liver and making DNA, Steve? Mm, that's no, because no. you have a little more like medical training than I do. Like you're, well, you, you actually started nursing, so you, you probably know yeah, a little more. Yeah, like than I know, like. This is this is molecular biology. This is mm-hmm. an area in which I was like, I hate this stuff so much. <laughs> like molecular biology was a course in university that I nearly failed. Because yeah. I was just like, this, this stuff is so complex yeah. and so confusing. So mm-hmm. this is not my wheelhouse <laughs> by any stretch. So, but still, not not super cool that it refers transcribes into spike dna not cool yeah well look at this here uh can you scroll down a tiny bit i want to show you the one line and then we move on uh, there it says the genetic and this is a quote from the cdc um the genetic material delivered by mrna vaccines never and this is very word here never enters the nucleus of your cells the cdc said on its web page titled Myths and facts about COVID-19 vaccine. So this is a, a talking point that I, I think you and I have been making for over a year, mm-hmm. like well over a year now. We were like, they 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 tell you that this that this is not true or it is false or that's no evidence until there is. And at this point, the CDC and all of these organizations that keep telling you these things have a like an absolutely brutal record so far yeah. of getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so at this point, you should be far more skeptical of all these organizations that you should be saying. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. But who knows we do have find to... out in like a month or two. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Move on. And so moving on, uh quick video. So this is a segment. Um Moderna CEO confesses to patenting COVID nineteen spike protein in twenty sixteen. So, go for it. Before, the hypothesis of an escape from a lab by an accident is possible. You know, human makes mistakes. So, uh, is it possible that the Wuhan lab in China was working on uh, viruses uh, enhancement or gene modification? And then there was an accident where somebody was infected in the lab and then infected the families and friends. It is possible on the claim you just uh, mentioned. Uh, the scientists are analyzing to know if it's uh, real or not. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I was struck by the line. It matched a genetic sequence patented by Moderna for cancer research purposes, Stefan. Yeah, and that's the type of things that the team is looking at very carefully to know is it is it real or not. Okay. So it, it takes a bit of time to analyze yeah. all the genetic sequence. COVID spike protein contains DNA sequence patented by Moderna three years before pandemic began, scientists discovered. That's us a week ago. And here it is today. Them admitting it. By the way, this isn't mm-hmm. fake news. I put the Hitler mustache on him. It's a little <laughs> doodle. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love I love Jones. <laughs> Jones is people 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 uh, often like you know like dismiss him as a like you know wild whack wackadoodle whack job whatever. He has mm-hmm. been right more often than he has been wrong. He has been right a lot. This guy is legitimately like he's like he's, he's almost like Chris Sky. Chris Sky is like you know not not the same level, but Chris Sky's also been right a lot. Yep. Um, like Alex Jones. So Moderna, uh, you know, add this to the pile of conspiracy theories that like like make you really kind of like hmm go right because I mean like three years ago they already had a patent for a gene. Mm-hmm. Insanely similar to COVID. Yeah. Again, like you know, is it possible that they were planning this from from like years ago and they just waited? I I remember hearing that they had the they basically had the vaccine, the entire like vaccine make pretty much ready to go days after they declared a pandemic, which is in mm-hmm. and all of this seems to suggest that. You know, this, I mean, it's incredibly unlikely to be able to come up with this that quickly unless you have some sort of like thing already, already kind of like, you know, like organized. You're just kind of like rolling it out based on a, on a schedule or something. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that there's, there, there seems to be a lot of pieces that all seem to kind of like suggest that, yes, you know, like a lot of this seems to be a, a planned pandemic. This is why the pandemic thing took off because, like, a lot of people are right. There seems to be a lot of evidence that suggests that a lot of this, like, how much was planned, how much was spontaneous, that's the real question. But the fact that there was some planning done in advance, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's uh, up to up mm-hmm. for debate. Oh yeah, there was definitely something going on. Definitely that is an incredible addition. Thank you for. Uh, your contribution. I appreciate I that. He's tired, the poor guy. <laughs> I am deep in thought. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's a deep thinker, this one. No, but another, um, like, and continuing on, because we do have to get going, because we're already over an it, yeah. hour. So, go like, this is a story from Rebel News. Health Canada issues warning of a rapid antigen test. More months after the mass distribution of antigen tests to school aged children in Ontario, and they also did this in Alberta. Health Canada yep. released a warning about rapid antigen tests. Oh, now there's a warning. <laughs> <clears throat> so in December, the Ontario government said rapid antigen tests home with all school-aged children in the province to ensure their health and safety. Just over two months later, Health Canada is now issuing a safety alert on those very test <laughs> kits. Oh, they copy and paste the same thing. So the public <laughs> advisory statement was issued on February 24th. It states, following an increase in reports to poison control centers... Health Canada is advising Canadians about potential risks associated with the misuse or accidental ingestion or spillage of COVID-19 rapid antigen test kits solutions on the skin. Health Canada has determined the kits are safe and effective when used as intended. However, many test kits include liquid solutions with chemical preservatives such as sodium azide and proclin that may be poisonous if swallowed or absorbed through the skin, particularly in children or pets. Uh So... And then it goes on to describe what sodium azide does. So we talked about this, you know, like I remember, like I mentioned before the show, but um, I remember we, we, we story a couple months ago, or I don't know when it was. It was, it was definitely like, you know, within the last uh, couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, it was, a, it was basically a nurse 
that uh, basically was a whistleblower to um, I think it might have been the Westphalian Times or yeah. or the um, Western Standard. I think one of those paywall ones. But anyways, what she said is that she was like, "Wait, why are they sending these home? Aren't?" And she's like, "Aren't these like actually a little bit biohazards and has some problems?" So she actually went through the actual documentation that is like given with these things, went through it, and she's like, "Yeah, right here." These are these say right in the documentation that they give you. It says not intended for home use. Mm -hmm. They're they're actually intended for laboratory or like clinic settings because there are some very very like mm -hmm. you know big precautions you have to take yeah. that are not appropriate for home use because people aren't experts. They don't know what to watch for. They don't know properly how to properly expose things. And the government was like, you know, like, oh, no, 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 everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And I'm just like, this shows you that our government is acting in ways that are not, they're not really acting in the best interests of people. Yeah. They're like people always think like our government's taking care of us. Our government's our, 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 our daddy and our mommy. And, you know, they're, they're, they have they're our best interests in mind. They have our best interests at heart. And yet here our government is blatantly sending these things home to people that, I mean, if you're let's imagine you're a, a single mother who has like a like, you know, like a, a minority mother who has like two jobs trying to support like your two children. And, you know, your school tells you like, oh, you have to like test these kids. You're you're you don't know anything about medicine. You don't know anything about like like the, the possible harms and all that. Maybe your English isn't that great, but you're told like you have, you have to get tested in order for school. And of course, people are going to make mistakes like this. Even like good, even well-meaning people mm -hmm. are going to make mistakes, and their kids are going to be like harmed, or yep. there's going to be all sorts of problems. I'm like, I'm like, just, just absolutely like you know, irresponsible. Yep. The fact that they're doing it now just to cover their own asses, not because they care about people. Oh yeah. I mean, you saw it right there. It's like, oh, they're they're safe and effective when when done as intended. When used you know, like, yeah, I, I'm I'm just mad. Our governments have become absolutely like enemies of the people. So, yep, yeah, they have. And but. to add on to that, mm -hmm. so this is a story from the Westphalian Times. FinTrack deputy director says that trucker convoy funding came from widespread public support, not terrorism funding. So, deputy director told the Canadian House of Commons the trucker convoy's funding simply came from individual donors who supported the cause. Yeah. So the Freedom Convoy did not come from terrorism funding or money laundering, despite the Liberal government treating the convoy's funding using anti-terrorism tools. It was their own money, he testified. It wasn't cash that funded terrorism or was in any way money laundering. There were people who around the world who were fed up with COVID and were upset and saw the demonstrations. I believe that they just wanted to support the cause. On February 15th, the Trudeau government froze the accounts of many Canadians who donated to the Freedom Convoy evoking the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act, a law passed after the September 2001 attacks in the U.S. The government also invoked the Emergencies Act, which we talked about, yep. and to mandate federal reporting of the donations made through Gifts and Go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all these things were illegal and criminal, but it was on yep. behalf of the government, not the convoy. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, we could have told you that. Everyone could have oh, told yeah, you that. Oh yeah, we could have told you that. And yeah. then, but... The Canadian Canadian federal government cannot stop. They can't help themselves. 
They just keep trying to make these claims about the truckers. So yeah. Trudeau's public They have trucker safety, threats, I think yeah. is what they have. Public safety minister <laughs> claims truckers were rapists. So public safety minister Marco Mendocino is alleged that Ottawa convoy protesters threatened, threatened Ottawa residents with rape despite a lack of charges and evidence. Yeah. According to Blacklock's reporter, Mendocino made the claim during his testimony to the Commons Public Safety Committee on the Trudeau government's use of the Emergencies Act. There were Ottawans who were subject to intimidation, harassment, threats of rape, said Mendocino during his defense of the government's implementation of the never-before-used emergency legislation. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh! It's like it's like you know like there 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 are people there threatening rape like you know did they actually like cause rape no but they could have they could have could have done it yeah they might have done it do like, you uh, have any evidence that they like threatened anyone well no no but somebody said they did uh, do these people yeah. hate like truckers yeah do they have like a vendetta against them oh yeah and you trust them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, well, it's exactly, so you... like, I've heard the exact same story with people who were like, oh, you don't need video evidence. Just trust <laughs> that my witnesses are correct. And I'm like, yeah, uh... but your witnesses are going against all available video evidence. And they're like, well, they're obviously not going to do anything on camera. And it's like, oh, I'll but there's always never cameras lie. going. Yeah. That's why uh, if something happens, it typically goes viral pretty fast. Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, but you know what, Stephen? Like, people on the ground would never lie about this. Remember that guy who stole that kid's flag? In that protest, he walked up and, like, ripped it out of the like, little girl's hand. And the dad followed him. And even after mm -hmm. he was getting arrested, he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. buddy. Like... <coughs> You've already been caught. There's witnesses. You're yeah. like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything wrong. And, uh, I am innocent. I am innocent. I'm but in it, super innocent. Mm -hmm. um, Someone who's not innocent. Yeah. Trudeau's deputy <laughs> PM participated in protests featuring pro-Nazi banners and flags. Oh, Picture comes only after only weeks ago, Justin Trudeau and the media were quick to label the Freedom Trucker convoy racist. Mm -hmm. Trudeau even accused a Jewish conservative MP of standing with people who wave swastikas so deputy prime minister christian freeland was photographed at a rally for ukraine with a red and black scarf that appears to represent the colors of the bandera movement a far right quote quote ukrainian national nationalist movement linked with neo-nazis also visible at the rally were many bandera flags representing the ukrainian <clears throat> nationalist movement sanitized for your enjoyment so this mm -hmm. is pictures of her with this banner so True North was the first to report that Freeland posted, then deleted the photo on her own official social media accounts. The photo also showed Toronto Mayor John Tory and said, we stand united, we stand with Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So Stepan oh, I mean, Bandera was a nationalist Ukrainian politician during World War II and had been accused of war crimes against Jews and Poles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lovely. So this is like, this is actually like a legitimate... Like, I mean, okay, let's let's step back and look at this rationally. Is it possible that Christian Freeland didn't know what this thing meant? I say yes. I think mm -hmm. it's in... It's in, it's in um, now, they said that she's... Did, did somebody say that she's Ukrainian? I remember hearing that somewhere, that, that Christian Freeland is from Ukraine. I'm not actually sure if she speaks Ukrainian or not. But uh, anyways, but 
Is it possible, Stephen, that she didn't know what the flag was or what the reference was? Because I mean, possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely possible, right? Is it possible that um, the people who brought this flag maybe, maybe perhaps were like you know sympathizers with like neo-Nazi kind of like you know like police mm -hmm. or something like that? Yep, absolutely. Uh, now, is she guilty by association? Well, I would say that you could actually make a very strong case that she is more guilty Ooh, far of more. guilt by association than anybody of the in convoy. the Freedom Trunker Convoy. Because, again, if people don't remember, what we know is that at the Trucker Convoy, the, the so-called person who brought the, the Nazi flag came out of a very ritzy hotel. They were only there for less than 10 minutes. There's possibility that some, like, reporters, including reporters tied to Trudeau, may have, like, caught it, like, you know, almost like a, uh, almost like a setup. And then, and then he was gone. And nobody even knows who he is. He wasn't mm -hmm. identified. That isn't associated at all that's like he was he was not he wasn't even part of the main 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 group or whatever and yet here you have the actual leader of the the liberals like the deputy prime minister standing with the actual sign that implicates her in a neo-nazi kind of um movement if you're going to use the that that rule and you're going to be consistent she is standing literally standing with neo-nazis i mean i'm not saying that that she is but i mean using their own rules she would be more guilty of it. And so it's it shows the incredible hypocrisy of of yeah. the uh the liberals um yeah. and all these like you know elites in Ottawa who believe that they're it's okay when they break the rules and when they, when they uh do like here look at this this is like how big was this uh this entire parade the Cyrus stock they've been they've been denouncing freedom protests all over Canada. And here she is, like, you know, going around without a mask. John Tory's even wearing a mask, because she's not. And, you know, like, the, the amount of hypocrisy in this government is just absolutely, like, insane. Like, it's... I Again, I'm back to being ashamed to be Canadian. With this Freeland kind of, is like, Ukrainian-Canadian. So she would yeah. probably know what the words meant. Yeah. So you could actually make a strong case. That she actually may have actually been like associated with, and the fact that she even deleted it without any any notice mm -hmm. might even like suggest an even more that she might have actually like you know known what she was posting, but yeah. decided to. According take to the Ottawa sentence, that Freeland's granddad was indeed a Nazi collaborator. Really, and was the chief editor of a Nazi propaganda newspaper during the Second World War. Wow, interesting. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Stephen. Who seems like the more likely Nazi sympathizer, her or that Jewish MP from Parliament? Yeah, kind of a tough call. You know, I'm not sure which one's the bigger Nazi sympathizer. <clears throat> Nazi, Nazi, <laughs> Nazi. Honk, honk. <laughs> oh, but she didn't Good say like honk. Finger, she didn't have honk honk. That's true. So that, that's really the yeah. That's the determining factor. That is. That's the only thing that makes you yeah. Uh, connected. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But all right, man. <clears throat> yeah. Continuing on to our final story. So this is a bunch of extra Canadian stories, but all connected. So study shows Canada's <laughs> high pandemic spending achieved low results. Well, we could have told you that about two months ago, probably about two Easily. years ago. 
Easily. Canadian government spending on the COVID-19 pandemic came in fifth amongst industrialized countries, but did not achieve comparably high health care and economic outcomes, according to the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Well, duh, because if you give money to the... If you have governments that spend money, or if you give money to the government in tax income, they're not going to use it wisely because guess what? They're the government. So money solves everything. Oh, to them. more tax dollars spent on the pandemic did not mean better health or economic results, said CTF Federal Director Franco Torrezano on Tuesday. It's time for Canadian governments to rein in on the borrowing and stop racking up the debt. CTF's report compared all G20 countries using International Monetary Fund data on COVID-19-related government expenditures from 2021. It showed no clear relationship between high levels of government spending on the pandemic and better health care and economic outcomes. Canada was the fifth largest spender, with pandemic spending totaling 15.9% of GDP, and we basically, of course, have nothing to show for it. Hey, big spender! Yeah. <laughs> you you know, in are this... a fool! <laughs> And this actually, like, if you follow the liberals at all, like, if uh, I mean, if you're outside of Canada, you know, obviously not. But in Canada, whenever you listen to uh, Trudeau uh, over the last like five years, anytime they ask him, they criticize what he's not doing or what he's failing. His responses are almost like the the actual responses when he actually responds to the failure, so called, or what he's not doing. He always always goes into well we spent this money this much money on so uh, on child care right thing we spent money on the pandemic we spent money it's like they, they brag about their money spending mm-hmm. it's like their their solution to everything is charge it it's like take the credit card and throw money at it throw money at whatever problem it's like oh climate change is coming throw money at it it's like oh we're having problems with uh, supply chain issues throw money at it it's like money is their is their go to solution, mm-hmm. and if you know anything about any business in any in any world, if you have a business owner who doesn't know how to manage money well, Oof. that business is going going go is, it's going to go under. Uh, my, my buddy Mike right now, he's working at a dealership, and you can he he tells us like he walks in there, that place is a gong show. They are super unorganized. They're super. Uh, look, the place is a mess. Nothing's organized. Nothing. They don't have a system. They don't have a working anything. And I mean, that is poor, poor uh, management. What Justin Trudeau and the liberals do is that their solution to every single problem is spend, 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 spend. This is why Canada isn't the problem that we're in. But on top of that, not only is spending bad, but it's also bad when the spending doesn't even accomplish anything, anything. of use. It's like we spend like $10,000 fixing our car and the car still doesn't work. Well, that was wasteful spending. Maybe you shouldn't have spent that money. Maybe you should spend it on another car. Yep. Here is a great example of um, like, like we always talk about the Alberta healthcare system and Canadian healthcare system in general. We have some of the highest spending on healthcare in the world per capita and Yet some of the worst outcomes. Mm-hmm. Like we we like we are like when you compare it to countries like the US has better health care than we do. But they have yep. more beds like per capita per per patient than we do. They have more doctors per capita than we do. Like it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. This is an example of the the blind shoot first, ask questions later. It's yeah. like throw a dart on the board and 
just like hope that this works. And yet, we were saying this at the beginning, like our approach to COVID is garbage. Lockdowns are not going to work. And now that we're being vindicated, now they're trying to like throw this stuff under the rug and say like, you know, in, in, even like Joe and all of his speeches during the whole emergency uh, act debacle, he was constantly saying like, Canadians know that, you know, we save lives and that everything we did was perfect. And Canadians know the vaccine, like everything he's like saying is a lie. It's all claims, but mm-hmm. none of this, none of this worked. Show this to your friends. This is the kind of stuff that they've been lying to you, and they're just gonna get. They're hoping to just get away with it. But you know, I hope that we don't. I hope that you remind your MPs and everyone you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and then another story from the True North. So these are two kind of good news stories, mm-hmm. which is surprising these dark days. Ontario judge rules with mother who doesn't want COVID shots for her kids, which is great. Oh, so glad to hear this In story. a sharply yeah. worded ruling about the pandemic effects on society, an Ontario judge has shut down a father's attempt to force his ex-wife to get their two willing, their two children unwillingly vaccinated against COVID-19. Superior you were court, there unwillingly. Unwillingly. Court, Supreme Court Justice, or Superior Court Justice, Alex Pazaretz, sided with the mother and two children ordering that she be made the sole decision maker over whether the children get the shots in his February 22nd ruling. Pazarat's laments of the polarization the pandemic has caused in society and how it has divided people, even in close relationships. Well, that's obvious. Uh-huh. And also, the judge also criticized the father's tactic of smart, trying to smear the mother's character over her political views, including his pointing out her membership in the People's Party of Canada rather than focus on the issues of the lawsuit. When mm-hmm. did it become illegal to ask questions, especially in the courtroom? Wrote Pazarats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. is this uh, is good. This is rare. Finding a, yes. a judge who's actually somewhat reasonable. Reasonable. Uh, I hate how that's actually like in Canada. Yeah. But good on the judge. Mm-hmm. Good on him. Like, this is like a rational. The thing I got mad about is that fact that. I, you know, I, I being a rational person, you being a rational person, we can look at this and be like the judge, like a lot of the judges decisions over the last year and a half have been so illogical, so unreasonable. They were like, we're just, we're, we're regular people. And even we can see through this kind of nonsense. So it's refreshing when you see a judge actually doing like, like not, not doing their job, but doing what's reasonable, actually making a reasonable judgment, Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is kind of nice. It is quite nice. Quite nice. Mm. Another thing Steve which is gotta move through. Another thing which is quite nice, <laughs> but should have happened should have never been put in place in the first place, was that Kenny, which is of course the premier of Alberta. Mm-hmm. Get rid of I just want to get rid of this banner from Global. Wants to end vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. So Jason Copping is expected to order Alberta Health Services to lift its COVID-19 vaccination mandate for staff, a move that experts say may unnecessarily endanger vulnerable patients. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. Effective March 15th, Alberta Health Services shall rescind its current immunization or testing for COVID-19 policy, states a recent draft directive from Copping to HS that was obtained by Global News. Alberta's former Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Jim Talbot, questioned the rationale behind the proposed directive. There are many of us speaking as a physician who believe that if you don't get immunized, there, there is a potential that you can infect the patients in your care. And that not only is it unethical, but it is immoral. You utter moron. I am, I am the science. 
I, yeah. you cannot question the science, or you question me. <laughs> yeah. The draft directive says AHS hi workers hired after November 30th must be fully immunized against COVID, and that AHS may introduce temporary testing of workers for COVID-19 as required to reduce transmission. Alberta Health Services can yeah. choose the specific terms and conditions of how to implement the directive, but the health authority must report on its compliance if copying requests it. Yeah. This is a, a, a perfect example of, like, you know... Um, Healthcare getting too big for its bridges. Yep. Because they think like, how dare you tell, tell tell us what we can and cannot do? Who do you think you are, legislators? It's like, yes, we're the ones that make laws about whether or not you can, have, you can make something mandatory. It's like, well, we're doctors, so we get to make these rules. So you can tell. They've already gotten that to that point where they believe that they alone are the the sole arbiters of what is and isn't actual Jeez, it's crazy, eh? Like the, the amount of arrogance, the amount of arrogance in these people. Um, <clears throat> so, but yeah. like, is it? Yeah, is it true, Stephen? Like, what do you know about like this? Hmm? What do you know about that? The whole idea that the vaccines are going to like protect them, and and that it's immoral to to like not force people to get them. It's immoral to not force people to get them. That's what they. That's what they said. Oh, they said, I know. Like, I know. know. Well, yeah, they were saying it was immoral, and that it was dangerous, and that it was bad for patients. Well, first of all. Like we already know, and we've mm -hmm. said we've stated this forever, and we've given plenty of evidence that confirms this, that you are just as likely, or even more likely, to pass on COVID nineteen if you've been double vaccinated, or if you've, or if you've been boosted. You are at this point in time, you are just as likely to be hospitalized from COVID nineteen mm -hmm. if you're double if you're double vaccinated or boosted, and you're more likely to be vac to be hospitalized from other conditions if you're vaccinated, and then. You're more likely to have miscarriages. You're more likely to have cancer. All these other things, which the mainstream media won't cover, but we do. Mm -hmm. So, is it unethical to work with patients when unvaccinated? No. No. I mean, we we like the one uh, case I always think of is that one 2015. They had the Alberta Nurses Association went to court against several several uh, hospitals over mask policies. Max or vaccinate. And yet they proved in that, that case that they proved two things. One, they proved the masks don't actually work for viruses. So they, they had to drop that that claim. And then they also proved that the vaccine, even that was like a, a just a regular flu vaccine, that the vaccine didn't actually, uh, like, you know, didn't actually like, you know, make a substantial difference to uh, patient care. And so the whole claim is garbage. And the fact that these like doctors in Alberta healthcare, uh, you know, are, are are protesting so vehemently shows that these doctors shouldn't be in charge of anything. Do your job. Stop trying to tell people what to do. You guys are hacks. So you guys I, I'm, are hacks. I am. I am. I'm, I'm. I'm done with Alberta health services. They oh, are yes. legitimately a they are awful, fundamentally corrupt and broken system. And I think like there has to be an overhaul of everything. Yeah. In that system. Yeah. One hundred percent. Alberta Health Services Remember. is evil. <laughs> yeah. But despite this effort from Kenny and the Alberta government to say that healthcare workers don't have to be vaccinated anymore, mm -hmm. uh, Pastor Art's still in jail. So Holly, this is Josh Holly, reiterates call for Canada to be placed on religious liberty watch list as Pastor remains jailed. I think we need to consider all the options to address Canada's religious liberty violations, Holly said. Mm -hmm. So. 
As the Canadian pastor continues to be jailed after addressing the Freedom Convoy on the U.S.-Canada border earlier this month, speaking to Rebel News at CPAC in Orlando, Hawley was asked to comment on the ongoing imprisonment of Pastor Arthur. And he said the United States keeps a designation of folks who are liber religious liberty violators, nations that are religious liberty violators. I've called for Ken to be put on that list. I think we need to consider all the options that are available for that. When he first made this call in the initial statement that he put out, we covered it back then. And yep. we continue to support him in this now. So this is, of course, last June. He sent a letter to the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, urging it to consider Canada to its adding Canada to its watch list. That le letter came after Pastor Tim Stevens, which is our pastor. Mm -hmm. of Calgary was arrested for the second time when a police helicopter found its Fairview Baptist Church gathering outside in the fields. They were literally sounding like, you know... Oh, yeah, they helicopter. were. And they had, like, cops... Like, Danny and I were both there. They had cop cars on the other side of the marsh, and they were yep. watching us with binoculars. And yep. then a couple days after the service, he got arrested. Yeah. And then we it's continued like, a, together at that same location. Thing. What a wonderful and complete waste of, like, you know, our tax dollars. Oh, like, know. you know, like our, our our police services were basically, you know, being misused to, like, go hunt down, like, you know, innocent yeah. or church members. Like, this this was, like, brutal. Yeah. Um, Pastor Arthur really is, though. It's, he's just a story because he is an incredible man. I mm -hmm. legitimately have a lot of respect for this man. Um, obviously a lot of people don't like how uh, abrasive he can be. Yeah. Um, I get it. He's abrasive. Um, but I think for good reason, he escaped communism. He knows how bad it can get. And he hated what Canada was becoming Yeah, for good reason. And we, we also hate it too. And he's, he basically fills the hole, uh, yeah. that too many Canadian pastors are just abdicating. Yeah. Right. And I mean, Here's the thing. He wouldn't have to be as loud and obnoxious or like aggressive as he is if more like Canadian pastors and Alberta pastors Stood were actually doing their job. Convictions. If they were doing their job, he wouldn't yep. have to be doing all that stuff. He wouldn't yeah. be the sole target of our government. Yeah. But yeah, his his treatment has been atrocious. It has been. Fact, yeah. But this is this is really this is somewhat interesting. So he was arrested for the fifth time, which we talked about. During a 20-minute speech to the truckers, in which he urged them to hold the line against government overreach without resorting to violence, the Crown Prosecutor alleged that Pawlowski's speech to the truckers was an overt threat of violence or to violence, according to the CBC, though Pawlowski explicitly told the truckers twice not to resort to violence, according to a video of his remarks. Yeah, so, that sounds very Trump. -like. Like we said earlier, the CBC. Eh, house hippos are more credible. Garbage publication. Like it is should, absolutely they garbage publication. They should legitimately publication. be like defunded, complete, one hundred percent defunded. They are, yeah. they are, they are useless. Yeah. Well, they're more yeah. than useless. They're more than useless. Yeah. They are misinformation. Dangerous, Dangerous misinformation. Yeah. Spreading yeah. conspiracy theories and lies. Yeah. yeah we can <laughs> feel remember, that same routine. Yeah. Do you <laughs> do you remember what they what they said in states like with Donald Trump? Like in their mm -hmm. insurrection, they're like he was calling for violence. He's like, he no. literally said, "Do not use violence yeah. to be." Peaceful. He said, "Go home like, peacefully." Yeah, it's like that's clear incitement. Like it's like no, it yeah. wasn't at all. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, ever well, the establishment media is just a joke. It's, like it's such a joke, you could yeah. point to about fifty different examples of misquotes or deliberately th things 
like taking things out of context. Like yeah. the number one example, of course, that you can think of is the find people on both sides comment. Yeah. Oh, and the, like, the fact that Biden used that in the debate. Yeah, uh, he used that in the debate. And it's just like, oh my gosh, you're such an yeah. idiot because yeah. you clearly did not. Well, you're either completely believing that he thinks this or you're mm -hmm. just ignoring the fact that in the very next paragraph and he's like, hold up, I'm not talking about these people. Mm hmm. He's like, let's just yeah. clarify this. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, 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 and the, sad, the sad thing is that this clearly works. Because you have you you hear polls about people saying like you know like what do you think the chances are that you're going to die of COVID if you get it? it's like oh forty percent it's like I was Democrats in the states literally thought that they were going to die yeah. like forty almost a, almost a half a chance to die from COVID that's how mm -hmm. that's why they were fooled by the media yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how much yeah the amount of like stuff that people believe because they were completely lied to by their media I mean the media is basically like like Trump said, the enemy of the people, and I mean I hate to say it, right now there are our government is is uh, still acting like dictatorial in, in dictatorial ways. Like uh, um, John Carpe did a article in the post Millennial talking about the quality the, the characteristics of fascism, and he laid it out. He basically laid it out like what a fascist what a fascist government does and how they operate. And he laid it out, and I'm like, you know what? I agree. I think that. Canada for the last two years has been a practically uh, like in uh, uh, like you know how we talk about like uh, practical or like you know practical atheists like as Christians like they claim to be Christians but in reality in practice they're actually atheists and how they behave and how they act and their beliefs. Well, this is practical uh, fascism. Is why we we have been under practical fascism in a lot of ways over the last two years. We have not been a legitimately democratic. Uh, you know, state for like you know for the a very last... long time. Yeah. So, unfortunately, there's political prisoners in Canada right yeah. now. Like, like Pastor Arthur is one of them, which is horrible. I I urge you to support him, but also the three organizers of the um of the Freedom Convoy, yeah. they're being held completely um, on trumped up charges, and they're basically and they're the... bail. They were denied bail for mischief. And... Oh yeah, I know. We talked well, like about we, that. we talked about that last week. It's like, well, they were denied bail. It's like but the guy who tried to assassinate someone He's was granted bail. bail. But oh, you organized a trucker rally. Yeah. You spoke out against the government. No, we can't yeah. we can't deny you bail. You're a danger to society. Yeah, and this is it's it's not justice at all. It is vindictiveness and mm -hmm. wanting to make an example of like this is the kind of thing that you always want to avoid in any country that a government that abuses its power to punish those people that like oh you we don't like what you did we're going to we're going to use our power to make sure you get your comeuppance yeah and that's what they've done like like if you know anything about Tamara Le Leach or um or Pat King or like the other guy that was part of that whole thing yeah these are the most like amazingly lovely people. They yeah. are incredibly friendly. They're incredibly like they're, they're heroes in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And yet they're being treated like the worst kind of criminals. Yeah, the worst like, scum. Our, and really, the, our government is the one acting like criminals. Like they really are. And I'm not just being hyperbolic. I legitimately believe that our government has broken 
a ton of international uh, laws from the Geneva laws to the human rights laws to all sorts of things that our government officials, Trudeau, Freeland, like all of these people are, are the actual criminals yep. and the people being held are not. And so I, yeah, I, I feel bad for our country for where we're at now. Um, I think that the opening of restrictions is nice. I'm glad mm-hmm. that we're free here. My sister in BC is sad because BC is going the opposite way. Well, there was there was a little thing, a mini Chiron in one of the articles that we had covered. The Bonnie Henry was like, yeah, we're going to bring on more restrictions before we remove any. Yeah. They're it's going like, heavier. Oh, Bonnie, 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 Bonnie. It's like the science is, is, is relegated to somehow. Yeah. Yeah. COVID transforms over there. COVID transforms. So, yeah. So, Canada. We hope that the restrictions being over lasts, but neither of us have uh, really any confidence in that. They, they haven't shown that. They're, they haven't shown themselves to be trustworthy. No, even the way that they presented all the info in their little um, uh, press conferences shows that they, they kept that window open in a lot of ways. So expect that these things will come back. We're happy that they're, they're ending. Any move in the right direction should be credit where credit is due. But yeah, I, I just, yeah, we've, we've seen this before. We have no we're faith. Expecting, we're expecting that this is going to keep going. That's why I'm glad that the freedom protests are still happening. And I'm going to continue to go, and I encourage you to keep going, too. All right. Right, Stephen? Yeah. That's a good show. Woo! We got this. Okay. That's going to be the end of today's show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're following us on our various video platforms, and I'm going to talk fast like Ben Shapiro, because then you can follow me along. <laughs> all right, gang. All right, gang. On... Yeah. All right, gang. All right, gang. If you're following <laughs> us on BitChute, YouTube, YouTube, or Rumble, please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. If you're following <laughs> us on any of our text channels, like Twitter, Twitter or Facebook. Also, like, share, comment, and you know the rest. Okay, gang. <laughs> Keep it real simple. Keep it real simple. <laughs> the Democrats have well, ruined was... America. <laughs> like, it's not rocket times. <laughs> so good. Oh, Shapiro, so good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, as we always say, the Shrewd Dudes podcast, why be rude? when you can be shrewd. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you on Thursday. And as always, God bless. Get out, everybody.